It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes of the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sports with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get into it. It is another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Julian Council. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, on the new Odyssey app, and pretty much wherever you get your podcast from. Please rate, review, and subscribe so all Panther fans like you can go out there and find the podcast on Apple Podcasts and all those locations I just mentioned. You can follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where usually you can find me talking everything when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, also Charlotte Hornets, anything Charlotte Sports, and where you can send in your questions for the weekly Friday mailbag that we traditionally do. Obviously, not going to be doing that today because the Carolina Panthers just wrapped up the first round of the NFL Draft tonight where they selected J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. So we're going to talk about that. The Panthers also had an opportunity to take Justin Fields, a name that we talked about for weeks here on this podcast. They had an opportunity, and they bypassed that, meaning Sam Darnold now will be the starter for the Carolina Panthers in 2021, barring something crazy happening and Darnold not being the starter, but it looks like Sam Darnold is the Panthers quarterback, at least for now. Will he be in 2022? Well, we'll have to find out and see how he plays this year. Also, looking at the rest of the draft, second and third round on Friday, what should the Panthers do? On Saturday, in the later rounds, 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th, what should they be targeting? So we'll get into that, and also everything going on with the Carolina Panthers in the NFL Draft. As again, we'll start off right now. The Carolina Panthers select J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. Now, I actually called this pick. Not at number 8, though. I thought that Carolina, after what I heard last week from Scott Fitterer, when they had their pre-draft press conference, that they wanted to find a way to trade back. That's what I thought that they wanted to do, was a trade back, let a quarterback-hungry team like New England potentially come up there to eight and draft a quarterback where Carolina could go back and take J.C. Horn. So I said on Thursday's show that I felt that they would trade back, go to 15, and take Horn, which they instead they did not do. They still took J.C. Horn. So I got the pick right, I guess pat on the back or whatever, but didn't get everything right in terms of where they picked him. But still, the Panthers got their guy. Now, at the end of the day, Scott Fitterer was asked, you know, did you field calls before making the pick? There apparently was no offer that was enough to pass up on J.C. Horn. And the board for me was falling perfectly to where I wanted it to fall. Penesul was not taken by the Cincinnati Bengals at five. The Bengals electing not to protect their franchise quarterback in Joe Burrow. Instead, they link him up with his former teammate at LSU, Jamar Chase, which was a top wide receiver in this draft. So it's not like they got a bad player. But your quarterback, who just suffered a gruesome leg injury last year with his knee, 
they decide not to protect him. And I'm sitting there thinking this might be the opportunity. Miami takes Jalen Waddle at six out of Alabama, teaming up with, again, a former teammate there in Tua Tungabaloa. So those two guys out of the SEC teaming up with their former teammates at LSU and Alabama, respectively. Then at seven, I was a little worried. I had seen there was talks that Detroit likely would want to take a tackle in Sewell just because that would just be so obvious, taking a left tackle and someone that I saw tweeted out today that GMs think this might be the only surefire Hall of Famer in this draft class, at least in the first round. Of course, there will probably be other Hall of Famers, and that's not a guarantee they would be. I was nervous, and the Bengals took Sewell, which then led the Carolina Panthers to the situation of, would they take Justin Fields? Justin Fields, obviously not selected third overall by San Francisco. The 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, smart enough to select Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Even though I still believe Fields is the second-best quarterback in this draft, but they're smart enough to take Lance over Mac Jones, who apparently they were in between on. Mac Jones later getting drafted 15th by Bill Belichick, who obviously has a relationship with Nick Saban. So it was a no-brainer for the Patriots, who likely are only going to start Cam Newton for one more season, then move on to their future quarterback in Mac Jones. But still, sitting there at 8, Carolina had the opportunity to take J.C. Horn. They could take Rashawn Slater, a left tackle who they desperately need at that position. Or they could have taken Justin Fields. Let's go back to earlier on Thursday afternoon. Because I had said on Thursday's show that if the Panthers really want to drum up the drama and they really want to add more smoke and let people think they're going to take a quarterback... They should exercise the option on DJ Moore and not Sam Darnold. And that's exactly what they did. So it made you think there for a second, okay. So they already said that they haven't picked up his fifth-year option and that they have a plan for it. And they hadn't picked up DJs, but then they pick up DJs and they're talking about having all the options there at eight. Could they take Justin Fields? And I tweeted out at the time, like, fine, I'm on board. If they want to take Justin Fields, go ahead. You already picked up the six-round pick from Sam Donald when you traded Teddy Bridgewater to Denver, which turns out to be a really good move considering Aaron Rodgers, the Packers quarterback, apparently wants out of Green Bay, and it looks like Denver might be the top option, and the Broncos at nine opted not to take a quarterback. Sticking with Bridgewater and sticking with Drew Locke, where they went and took Patrick Sertan a corner at Alabama instead. So you're sitting there thinking this might be the opportunity to take Justin Fields. But again, what we talk about, they wanted the options. And the option that they had at eight after signing A.J. Boye, after signing um, or trading for Sam Darnold, after going out and signing a pass rusher in Hassan Reddick, who played for Matt Rule at Temple, they had all the options on the table there at eight. And I think the main option that they wanted, they could not get a trade back, was to be able to have the opportunity to go best player available. And that's what Scott Federer said that they did. That J.C. Horn was the top player left on their board at the time of the pick. So therefore, J.C. Horn, not Justin Fields, not Rashawn Slater, not Patrick Sertan, or anyone after, that was the pick for the Carolina Panthers. And Matt Rule, he brought it up, looking at the cornerback position, that last year, there were times where they could not get off the field. Because they were playing guys like Rasul Douglas, who was cut by the Eagles, and they pick him up on waivers, and he was solid but the Panthers obviously didn't want to bring him back because they realized he had limitations in his coverage skills. Dante Jackson was banged out with the turf toe all season. He fought, he battled, but it's not like Dante was able to be at 100% strength all year. 
You had young corners like Stan Thomas Oliver, a seventh-round pick at a Florida International you played at times. You had Miles Hartfield in there at times. You had um, you had Troy Pride Jr., a fourth-rounder, who had to go in there and start day one, and he wasn't ready. So the Panthers needed to find a way to fix the cornerback position, and they feel in J.C. Horn, who has the pedigree what they bring up, his dad playing for the Saints and Joe Horn being an NFL player, they had the pedigree and that they got a guy who they think can step on the field immediately. And when you saw Atlanta at four, stay right there and take Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida, you knew the Panthers had to find some sort of secondary help at some point in this draft. A lot of the mock drafts of the Panthers either taking quarterback or left tackle there at eight or even a corner, but they didn't take it. They were going to take a corner in the second round. They A lot of the mock drafts either had to take a corner in the first or second round. So at some point, Carolina needed to get secondary help. And now you look at the depth at cornerback. You have Troy Pride. You have um, Stan Thomas Oliver, who are back there in the depth, who had experience last year. But now you have starters in Dante Jackson going in the final year of his rookie deal. And there's not we're not sure whether he's going to be in the roster next year. And A.J. Boye, who they just signed, he's going to miss the first two games of the season, meaning J.C. Horn can step in right away, and you don't have to worry about that. And if one of them goes down, like with injuries that we saw last season, you can have Boye step up, or you can have J.C. Horn be out there starting, Dante Jackson, or maybe slide in Troy Pride Jr. So the cornerback position in Carolina is in a much better position than it was back when free agency started and when last season ended. So I understand a lot of people probably are not happy about the whole situation, not taking Justin Fields. I'm going to get into that in a moment. But considering that this is a pass-happy league, the Carolina Panthers have gone out there this offseason, got edge rushers and Hassan Reddick. They got Morgan Fox from from um, from the Rams, who's a free agent. You got Brian Burns there still. Hopefully, Gross Matos is going to be healthy. So now you're hoping that you got things figured out in terms of a pass-rushing standpoint with the edge rushers. And offensive line, still a big question mark. And that's something they're going to need to address in the, in the draft. I'm going to get more to that later on in the show. But at corner, something I looked at and I saw, are we really sure about Dante Jackson? Like, is he a number one or is he more of a number two? Is he even going to be a Panther next year? Boye, can he get back to the 2017 Pro Bowl level that led him to getting that five-year deal to go to Jacksonville? Then last year in Denver, didn't have a great season with the injuries, uh, the concussion, and then violating the league's substance abuse policy, and now he's out for the first two games of the season. Getting J.C. Horn, that's who the Panthers wanted. I thought it'd be later on in the draft, a trade back, and Patrick Sertan was mainly thought as the most polished top corner in this draft. Out of the same conference in the SEC, J.C. Horn's seen the same dudes as him, so I have no issues with this pick. It was a position of need. I've talked to some of my South Carolina friends. Some like Horn, some don't like Horn. He did pick up a lot of penalties, though, last year and in years past being uber aggressive but that's kind of the physicality and the mentality that Matt Rule said he likes and that this guy and that this he fits perfectly into what Bill Snow wants to do on defense so in terms of the Carolina Panthers that was their top guy on the board that's who they wanted and they didn't have to move back to get him and they got who they wanted and at eight if you wanted the player and you like that player and that's your guy I have no issue getting him is that the perfect value pick I'll let other people decide that, but if he goes out there and he plays, he starts day one, he turns into a long-term starter on the outside for the Carolina Panthers, then mission accomplished. J.C. Horn is a Carolina Panther. Justin Fields is not. He's going to be a Chicago Bear as the Bears, who had been woeful in figuring out the quarterback position, trade up and guess Justin Fields as he's dropped back in the draft to 13th overall. 
But there's going to be a lot of Panthers fans who wanted Justin Fields, but now it looks like Sam Darnold is the guy here in Carolina. So more on that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Tintin, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. Tintin is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagements, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or... Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. When I first saw on Twitter that J.C. Horn would be the selection for the Carolina Panthers, my initial reaction was... This should go over well in Panthers Nation. I've heard it. And I had said for a while, when Sam Donna got traded here, that it did not make a lot of sense to me for the Carolina Panthers to take a quarterback at eight. I also said that, yes, I do think Justin Fields is a better prospect and a better player than Sam Donald. You also have to weigh in the fact that you have to pick up Darnold's uh, fully guaranteed fifth-year option if you want to keep him for more than just a season after giving away a six-round pick in this year's draft, which they've gotten back now they traded Teddy Bridgewater to Denver, and in a second and fourth in next year's draft. Like, it didn't make a lot of sense for me to give up that capital for a guy who's a former top-three pick with the New York Jets who was in a terrible situation with a terrible organization. You bring him here, it makes a lot of sense, considering McCaffrey and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, who he had success with in New York, Dan Arnold, who's just signed David Moore, it's a much better situation. Joe Brady as well, Matt Rule and him, they mesh well with Matt Rule interviewed for the job. So I understood why they brought Sam Donald here. I wasn't in love with it, still not in love with it, still not a, really a believer in Sam Donald, but hey, he has the opportunity to prove me wrong and prove all the doubters wrong that he's the right guy. And a lot of national people like it. So I just looked at the situation as like, okay, well, if they really liked any of these quarterbacks, then they would have traded up like San Francisco did to eventually uh, draft Trey Lance on North Dakota State. Or, you know, if they liked them, they would, you know, sit there at eight and actually take them. And instead, they didn't take Justin Fields. They went best player available and took J.C. Horn. Matt Rule said when asked about 
Why they didn't take Justin Fields? He said, I'm not going to talk about any other players. We traded for Sam Darnold for a reason. The Carolina Panthers believe in Sam Darnold. Now, I got caught up in the moment and said, hey, I'm fine. I'm on board. Bring in Justin Fields. I think he's a better player. Would I have been annoyed by it in terms of what they gave up to get Sam Darnold to bring him here and to tell us all about how Sam Darnold, how much we believe in him, only to weeks later draft Justin Fields? Yeah, but I do like, I would have liked the prospect of having that rookie deal opposed to let's figure out this year if he's any good. And if you pick up that fifth year option, which I assume now they're going to do, then you're going to be on the hook for 18.8 million guaranteed. And you could be writing back in the same situation next year where you're trying to find a way to offload his deal. Like they offloaded Teddy Bridgewater's deal. Like I was just wondering what exactly was the plan, but right now it looks like the plan is they're going to stick with Sam Darnold for this season and likely for 2022 based on how he plays. That will not preclude him from going out there and drafting a quarterback next year if Sam Donald is not the right guy. Or if they're not quite sure. If he has just an okay season, the Panthers get to eight wins, nine wins are right there in the hunt, but they're not a playoff team. I do wonder what Carolina would do. But for right now, he's their guy. And the field's interest, I do think it was real. But I think it was more smoke than fire. And picking up the option on DJ Moore and having the conversations about, well, we're not ready with Sam Darnold. We have a plan in place. And the intrigue and all the reports that were being thrown out here about the Panthers potentially still taking quarterback. They wanted to coerce a team behind them to move up and to take Justin Fields. Or Mac Jones, who did not go number three and stay with the 15 to New England. They wanted it to happen. But instead, Scott Fitter said that None of the offers were good enough for them to pass on the top player on their board at that time in J.C. Horn at eight. So now Sam Darnold is the option here in Carolina. He's the quarterback. And there's no excuses. None. None. But they need to fix the offensive line. We'll see what they do this weekend. But in terms of weapons, in terms of head, head coach fit with Matt Rule and with offensive coordinator, there were no excuses for Sam Darnold not to have success in this Panther offense unless he's just not the guy. And also now, think about it. We talk about all the time how quarterbacks will always be linked to the guys that were drafted in their class. You look back to 2018. Darnold would always be linked to the guys like Josh Rosen, who didn't work out in Arizona, and Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson, and... um. Uh, Baker Mayfield, who went number one overall to Cleveland. He'd always be linked to those guys. Even more so, you look at uh, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, they'd always be linked to each other. And neither one of those guys are with the team that drafted them. Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston would always be linked. Didn't work out for either one of those guys in the team that they played for. So you look at it now, Justin Fields not being picked up by the Panthers. I don't know where he was on their board, but he wasn't drafted by him. Matt Rule wouldn't answer about it, but he wasn't picked by the Panthers. And a lot of Panthers fans wanted Justin Fields. They didn't care about Sam Darnold having been traded for a couple weeks ago. Or whether they would have been just throwing away picks. They didn't care. People here want to get a franchise quarterback. And a lot of people feel like Justin Fields was a better option than Sam Darnold. And I do believe that he probably was. But just looking at all of the holes on this roster, I don't know if that I'm willing to just have wasted those picks on Sam Darnold and gone quarterback at eight when I still feel like they have left tackle still such a terrible situation. And I'm not really trying to put a, for a rookie quarterback behind that. Although I understand the logic. I do. I truly do understand why people wanted Justin Fields. But now, for the rest of his career and the rest of their careers, they're going to be linked. And I said it yesterday. 
One of the first moves Matt Rule did was citing Teddy Bridgewater, who we know, we knew at the time, was not a franchise quarterback. He had his opportunity in New England, or in uh, Minnesota, rather. Unfortunately, his knee buckled and practiced that one August day up in Minneapolis, and the whole trajectory of his career changed, coming out of a division title in 2015. It all changed, and now Teddy Bridgewater is a nice guy, sportsman of the year, but a stopgap, a bridge quarterback. That's what he is, and that's who they wanted to get. Now they want to try Sam Darnold. So I asked, can they evaluate quarterbacks? Because this is a huge move. I had said that once they got their quarterback, they were on the clock. And I'm not saying that they're in jeopardy of losing their jobs, but it's not a good situation if they say no to Cam Newton, who, granted, wasn't necessarily excellent in New England. The Patriots have already gone out there, drafted his replacement, Mac Jones. And then you get Teddy Bridgewater and you sign him to that kind of deal. And you have to throw away cash that you shouldn't have thrown at him in the first place, even though standard deal, but still, that's a lot of money to give Teddy Bridgewater for basically five games in New Orleans and a relationship that he had with Joe Brady and Evan Cooper, the wide receiver coach, telling Matt, Matt Rule that's who they need to get. And if you get the Sam Donald, he doesn't work out. You're there on quarterback number four. Or you can look at it as number three. How do we want to look at it? You're on to another quarterback, and that's not a good situation for Matt Rule and for Scott Fitterer. So who's still not even gone through one year as a GM? I'm just saying this is going to be a move, a decision that could potentially be linked to them. That could be the fate of these guys moving forward. That if Justin Fields is a star in Chicago and Sam Darnold turns out to just be a dud for a year or two years, then the Panthers are in 2022 and 23 trying to look, find a quarterback. I don't think David Tepper, who sat there for three losing seasons and watched Cam Newton's shoulder fall apart and watched Will Greer have an ill-fated start in Indianapolis and watch Taylor Heineke and watch Kyle Allen and watch Teddy and P.J. Walker. I don't think he's interested in watching any bad quarterback play anymore. So Sam Brown is the guy now, and they better hope he works out because there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be mad as hell if Justin Fields turns out to have been the right pick and the Carolina Panthers instead went with J.C. Horn, even if Horn works out. So now, what do the Carolina Panthers do in the final days of the NFL draft, particularly tonight in the second and third round? Going to get to that in just a moment. But let me tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious-er. Yes, they have 18 amazing flavors, including their six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You also have some of the 12 original flavors in German chocolate, mint brownie, double chocolate, and toffee almond. I tell you this all the time, guys. You look at those flavors, you see a ton of chocolate, you think, okay, well, they have raspberry, they have orange, but do I get chocolate as well? Yes, you do. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Now, you hear that? 100% chocolate, there's no way these things are healthy. Well, you're wrong. They are healthy. Built Bars are great for anyone who's health conscious. They're also great for anyone who's trying to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anyone on a keto diet or anyone who's on any sort of diet who's trying to have some great tasting bars like a Built Bar. Now do this for me. Go to BuiltBar.com right now where you can earn a free cooler with your next purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so the Carolina Panthers, they have their guy. J.C. Horn's their guy. They have a corner now who they hope will move on and be a day one starter and will be the long-term fit out there as a number one cornerback for this team. They have him. They have Sam Darnold, who Matt Rule says, there's a reason why we traded for Sam. They believe in Sam Darnold. They believe in the culture, a word we heard a lot about last year in year one with Matt Rule when they went 5-11. They believe in the culture that they've established here and are still establishing here in Carolina that in this system, with Joe Brady as offense coordinator and all the weapons around him and Christian McCaffrey and David Moore and DJ and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Dan Arnold and hopefully an improved offensive line that he will have the success that he was not able to have in New York because of the bad situation he was in. It was the Jets' fault, not Darnold's fault. Despite having more interceptions and more in the and more interceptions than games played in the NFL, that's the belief here in Carolina. So you got your corner, you got your quarterback. But there's still a lot of things on this roster that need to be fixed. And at 39, I said it, my plea on Thursday's show leading up to the draft, which are the Carolina Panthers, if given the opportunity to get a left tackle, they're at eight. I'm not necessarily upset that they did not take Rashawn Slater. We'll see how he does protecting the blind side of Justin Herbert. My heart dropped when Panay Sewell was there on the board at seven and then Detroit decided to snag him. I hated it. It killed me, I don't, and I'll never know. whether. Well, maybe I will find out one day, but right now we do not know if Panay Sewell was ahead of J.C. Horn on their board. Because I was told on Saturday that the Panthers loved J.C. Horn. That's what led me to believe that he was going to be the pick. I thought it was going to be a trade back, but that led me to believe that he would be the pick for the Carolina Panthers. So they did not get a left tackle. I'm not broken up about Slater because I really loved Panay Sewell and just the talks of Slater being potentially a guard and they weren't quite sure with the arm length if he could really be a left tackle in the NFL. That's the Chargers problem now. So I'm not really worried about it. But what I am worried about still is that left tackle position. So considering you have a corner now and the cornerback depth is good in my opinion and you have your quarterback and Sam Darnold's be your guy, you have to find a way. If you really believe in Sam and there's a reason why you traded for him. You need to give him an opportunity to go out there and win you football games without being worried about his blind side. So at 39, the Carolina Panthers better damn well draft a, draft a left tackle. Whoever the top tackle you have on your board is, you need to draft him and put him there to start hopefully day one. Trent Scott have no issue with that re-signing. Made a lot of sense, especially Russell Kung missing as many games as he did last year. And Greg Little, who was not drafted by Matt Rule, or Scott Fitterer not living up to whatever standards the Panthers had for him when Marty Herney was still here and Ron Rivera was still here. He hasn't lived up to him. Injuries aside, he has not been good when he's been on the football field. And maybe the injuries have limited his ability to develop. But either way, we have not seen anything from Greg Little that would lead us to believe that he is going to be this team's left tackle after the first two years. And at this point in time, Cam Irving's not going to be the right guy either. 
despite them giving $8 million, he provides the positional flexibility that they want. That left tackle group right there of Little, Scott, and Irving is not going to work. They need to get one at 39. And they get one at 39, that's probably the last you're ever going to hear of Greg Little here in Carolina. Seriously. He's probably done after that. They need to get a left tackle at 39. Now, as far as the third round, offensive guard would make a lot of sense. And I know that they want to find a way to get more picks. And I'm very interested to see when they might trade back. Because I've told you all before, I believe a trade back, even maybe multiple trade backs. I thought it was going to be in the first round. I thought that a trade back, maybe multiple, were in the works for the Carolina Panthers in this draft. But can you do that when you still, you look at it, Paddoff one's going to start at left guard. Paradis is going to start at center. John Miller at right guard. Taylor Moten at right tackle. So if they get that left tackle and you already have Irving, I can understand they might have the logic of thinking, okay, we're set at guard. But are you really long-term? Or are you really? Because if you get your left tackle, hopefully that left tackle and then Taylor Moten, who they still have until July 15th to work out an extension for, which they better do, hopefully you have your tackles booked in and figured out for the next five years at least. Or I guess four years just based on whatever the deal probably is for um, for Moten and in a, the four years of the rookie deal for the left tackle since it'll be a second-round pick. Hopefully you get that figured out. But in terms of the rest, the inside, I, I'm not a believer in Elfline. I'm not. He wasn't good in New York. He wasn't good in Minnesota. I, I'm just, I don't believe it. Paradis is gone after this year at center. And then John Miller, maybe if he plays well, maybe you keep bringing him back. But you can't just keep operating on these one-year deals. You've got to figure out long-term options inside that guard. I've also said at safety, I brought up Richie Grant from UCF, who Matt Rule said at the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, if there's one guy he wanted to coach, that was the guy. Like that, If he was a pick at 39, that wouldn't shock me. But I would also be wondering, what are we doing at left tackle? Are you going to protect your quarterback or not? But if he's there, if you could trade back if that's or trade in, if that's what we want to do, or you can see if he drops the third round, I'm cool with that. I don't look at Justin Burris, who just got engaged. Congratulations. I don't look at Justin Burris as being the long-term fit next to Jeremy Chin at safety. And it's good that Chin can come up in and out of the box and play linebacker or just drop back to safety, which is his more natural position. Having another safety next to him and getting the secondary completely figured out would be great. Because you got J.C. Horn now, but Atlanta has Julio... Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. New Orleans has no, they're no slots either. Tampa Bay is loaded. You have to figure out guys in the secondary. But right now, the main focus for the Carolina Panthers moving forward is to get an offensive line. Build an offensive line. You need to build from the front and build inside with the offensive line. Then you build, then you go outside. So far, the Panthers have used eight draft picks in the Matt Rule era all on defensive players it's time to go offense it's time to get a guard or a left tackle really a left tackle and it's time to finally fix what has long played the panthers for years whether it's cam newton whether it's teddy bridgewater and now sam Darnold, they need to fix this offensive line i would also like to see potentially a defensive tackle i know this is not a great defensive tackle class as people have said but they can find an underrated three technique who they can develop who could eventually project out to start next to Derrick Brown. I would love that. Uh, tight end would be great, potentially, because we don't know about Dan Arnold, but still, I'd, that'd be interesting to see if they do that. They have a lot of options. I'm curious when the trade back's going to happen, because it's going to happen. They want to get more picks. So they need to try and stockpile and get some guys, some girthy dudes in there 
to block for this quarterback, it's going to be Sam Darnold. Unfortunately or fortunately, that's the situation here in Carolina. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast. I'm just happy the draft, the first round's over, man. I'm just happy that when I come back and talk to you on Monday, we will know who's on this Carolina Panthers roster. I expect that Sam Darnold's fifth-year option will be picked up by then. And I'm sure a lot of other crazy things are going to happen in the NFL. So we'll be able to look and see how this team stacks up now in the NFC South once this roster is finally compiled. I love y'all. I thank y'all. Make sure, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey. That's where you can find me. You can also find me on Twitter at Julian Council. Make sure to follow, DM me any questions you ever have for our, our weekly mailbag. Again, Panthers Nation, take a deep breath. It's going to be a long weekend. We're going to find out who's going to be a part of this roster. Try not to get too upset. Try to be happy. You're getting new players. It's an exciting time of the year. And hope. The NFL sells hope better than anyone else. Likely, a lot of these guys aren't going to work out to who they bring in. But we can also hope that they will and that this team can finally get that sustained success that we were promised when David Tepper bought the team. So have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.